All right. Well, we are back after a week off, yep. but this is an episode that we've been wanting to do for a really long time now because our most viewed internet content we've been very hated on. Yeah. And so we wanted to like bring another perspective to this whole Taylor Swift debate that we've been having that isn't just, you know, like two guys that don't get it and and hate on Taylor Swift. So right. We have a very special guest, uh, Ellie. Thank you so much for joining us and and being willing to do this. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here, and I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We we are well. I hope we're not intimidating because we're you know not really smart at like talking music <laughs> like we are. So no pressure. It's it's going to be a good time. <clears throat> Great. I'm excited. Well, we we wanted to first start off by asking you just basically what made you get into Taylor Swift's music? I, I know you're a big fan of hers, but where like did the fandom start for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I feel like right now with the Eras tour, there are a lot of people that have just kind of like jumped on the bandwagon a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I kind of have my my parents to thank. It was... I think it was like back in 2006 so I was seven and my parents they're huge country music fans and they went to a Brad Paisley concert where Taylor Swift opened for Brad Paisley and I remember them coming home and they were like yeah there was this artist that opened for Brad Paisley and she was awesome and I was like oh that's really cool because at this point in time my only perspective of a female country artist was Carrie Underwood. Yeah. And um, and so I remember like watching Carrie Underwood's music videos and there was like a suggested music video that was Taylor Swift's Tim McGraw music video. And so I clicked on it and I just remember being mesmer mesmerized by her like big curly blonde hair and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. And I'm like seven years old, so I'm little. Um, so fast forward to, I think it was 2009 when her Fearless album came out. And my parents, they gave me her Fearless album CD for Christmas. And I remember putting it in my CD player and I, I don't know, I haven't had a CD in a very long time, so I don't know if they still do this, but in the CD, there was um, like a pamphlet of all of her songs with all of the lyrics. And I would sit on my bed and play the CD from like the very beginning to the end. And I would just like read with the lyrics as she would sing it. And that's how I would memorize all of her songs. So... Um, I guess from like 2009 when I first got that Fearless album until now like I've just been a huge fan my parents would give me her CD every year for Christmas um, and yeah here I am now a 24 year old super fan of Taylor Swift so <laughs> that's awesome I feel like you know now that she's been dating Travis Kelsey and he's kind of put her on the map, so to speak, that oh, uh huh, yeah, gotten a lot of those new bandwagon fans like you're talking about. So it's it's yeah. that like you're you know an OG from right. the first couple albums. It's it's cool. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because honestly, like I, I grew up watching college football, but like now I am like very invested in the chiefs <laughs> and my father-in-law is a huge chiefs fan. And so I'm just like, yeah, no, this is great. Like I will support the chiefs all the way. So <laughs> Super cool. Um, <clears throat> so we've heard that you were, um, at the air stores that correct Were you able to go? Yes. So how was, yes. how was that? Like, how was her performance, her, her sets? Like, how was the experience? Um, yeah, so the Aeros tour was incredible. I honestly think that even if you aren't a Taylor Swift fan and you were to go to this concert, I think that you would be impressed. Like her performance was amazing. And so I went to the first night in Kansas City. Um, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And so that was like the easiest way for us to get to her from Nebraska. And it was absolutely spectacular and um just to like kind of like give you perspective on this particular show it was the first concert that she where she had re-released her speak now album which is one of her albums and so she had um introduced like a new song to the set and also Taylor Lautner showed up to our concert, which was like super fun. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there were just like a lot of fun things about the particular concert that I went to. But I think that what made the Eras tour so incredible was just like the interaction amongst all of us fans with each other and also her with us. And I think that honestly, like TikTok really blew up the Eras tour because I guess this was like her first concert since COVID. And I don't know if it's like people just wanting to post and show people what they're up to, but I, like so many people were dressing up for this concert and it became kind of this, I don't know, an event, I guess. Like, and um, then you had the friendship bracelets that you would make and then trade at the concert. So you're interacting with a lot of people once you're there. And then at the concert itself with Taylor Swift performing, she really made you feel like you were unique and special because she would introduce, she had two um, like surprise songs at each of her concerts. And so even if you went to multiple, neither of them were the same. And so, and she would wear different um, costumes or outfits at each of her concerts and she, just enjoys performing. And so I think that that's what makes it really fun to watch her because she loves it. Yeah, Ooh. for sure. I think like we were talking about this earlier today, actually, that like we wouldn't consider ourselves like super fans. Like we we both like some of her earlier stuff, but we were like, the, the tour looks crazy. Like it looks awesome. And we're like big concert fans. And so even from like a somewhat outside perspective, it seems like a super crazy fun environment. And like, it's a total movement like you're talking about, just like everything about it. When you hear friendship bracelets now, that's like automatically what you think people are talking about. So it's it's pretty cool that she's been able to do that. And also all of her like charity that she's done throughout yeah. touring to different cities and for her team and everything. So I think it's super cool. Um, but we we wanted to move into like 
some of the things that got us in trouble online with the Swifty community. And I want to like preface this by saying, I don't think we were ever saying like, or at least I wasn't saying that like she's terrible or trash, but in terms of like her vocal abilities or like the instrumental choices that she makes on her songs and albums, I was saying, I feel like there's other artists that are maybe more deserving of the attention that she gets because they maybe have a better vocal range or like choose more unique instruments on their albums. And like, for example, just one that comes to my mind is like, I think Ariana Grande has an incredible vocal range in terms of what notes she's able to hit. And even Olivia Rodrigo on her last album showcased some, some crazy range as well. And so we wanted to ask you what about her music in terms of like the style or the sounds makes you drawn to it or a fan of it? Yeah, that's a really good question because my husband, he feels the exact same way. Like, I think right now there are a lot of Taylor Swift fans and a lot of us would say that she's like the best lyricist ever. And my husband would, you know, he has many other people that he would say <laughs> are better. And so, um, yeah, but I totally agree. Like Ariana Grande, she's incredible and her range is insane. I think that what makes Taylor Swift, um, I, I don't know, I guess what makes a lot of people drawn to her is I like look at myself, for example, and I started listening to her when I was like seven, but really when I was like 10. And I remember listening to that first album, Fearless, that, you know, I was like had the CD of and listening to Love Story, which is one of the songs on the album. And it's about this like Romeo and Juliet um, forbidden love story, basically. And there's like something and I'm a huge romantic. And so listening to that and like in my head, envisioning what it's like to fall in love with this guy who like you're not supposed to be in love with. And it's there's like something really like um, like as a, a 10 year old, you're like, oh my gosh, this is like a movie. And then you like start envisioning yourself, you know, in this situation. And so I think that Taylor Swift, she has this ability to write music that is relatable to a lot of people. And, you know, she's written, I, I'd say like what she's most known for is her breakup songs. And so you have this celebrity who's super successful and she's writing really raw and authentic music about like someone cheating on you or, um, or like being in love with someone that you're not supposed to be in love with or um, breaking up with someone and then regretting it. Like there are so many girls out there that can like say, oh my gosh, this is me. Like I, this just happened to me. And so I think that there's a lot of relatability that comes with her music. And also you kind of like, we've grown up with her and like she has put out so much music and so like every year you're like expecting a new album from her which is something that I don't think a lot of artists can say that they've done or that they do and so I think that because of that she just continues to draw in more people and then you have like me who you know is a huge Taylor Swift fan and I want to go to this concert 
And my mom, who, you know, maybe doesn't know Taylor Swift like I do, but like she wants to go and be with me. So she goes to the concert. And then I have my younger sister who didn't grow up with her necessarily, but now she's like in love with her and also wants to go to this concert. So you have this like generational thing where it might start out like, oh, I want to listen to her because my daughter listens to her. And then it turns into like, oh, I actually love her. And so I I don't know. I think that because of that, she's able to draw in a lot of listeners. So. So do you, do you not get tired of the repetition? Cause I feel like there's, you can say that like, oh, I'm heartbroken so many times and and in so many different ways. And I feel like she's done that kind of throughout her um, career, like that, you are right, that is what she's known for. So for me, at least, I get kind of tired, like, okay, like, I've heard this song, you know, five years ago on this album. So does does that not like bother you or anything? Well, so just at least like for me, I'll like share my own personal experience. Um, The reason why I don't necessarily get sick of it is because um, I think of So my husband and I, we had a like two week period where we had broken up. Mm -hmm. And in this two week period, Taylor Swift released her folklore album. And there was a song on there and it's called The One. And I remember listening to this song that had just come out and she's probably written, you know, other songs that have the same message. But like hearing this one in the moment that I was in, I was like, I just remember driving through Provo Canyon, like bawling my eyes out. Like, here's this guy that I thought I was going to marry. And now we're broken up and she's, you know, singing about the exact same thing. And so I think that even though she's like written multiple songs that have that same message or that same meaning, it just hits you when it's like released in real time, I guess. So I guess because of that, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. For sure. I I was going to say when you brought up her songwriting and like her relatability, I think one of the things or like the first song that came to my mind, I think it's on Lover, but it's a song that she wrote about her mom that's going through like cancer treatment and kind of all of those ups and downs. And that one for me, like when we did our whole review of all of her albums, that one was like one that really stuck out to me because like she kind of has this persona of like she's the breakup artist and like this, that and the other. And so hearing her perspective and her songwriting in just a new way for me, I will say I definitely appreciated that and thought it was really unique. And so I think that definitely does stick out, at least to me as well as like her best quality as an artist. Yeah. So like you rated her albums or did you just go through yeah. them? So we we listened to all of her albums and then we wow. ranked them from like best to worst. Okay. And so that's like where a lot of this like desire to do this episode came from because a lot of people got upset at like our picks for like what was bad and why it was bad Uh so yeah anyways (laughs) what was your guys's number one and what was your worst so mine because I love her uh country music a lot more than anything that she's done pop related but my favorite is her first album is the Taylor Swift album Uh the debut Uh uh-huh yeah I love it it's a classic. It's it is. good. Yeah. 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 My favorite was Speak Now. I think from like top to bottom, it has the most 
replayable hits from it like the most sheer number of them and it also flows really well all together yeah yeah speak now has a lot of variability too like there's like rock and pop like i don't know i feel like that's a really fun album yeah, so, and then what I, were your least? yeah so mine was the one that got a lot of hate i said lover was her worst album but it okay. was because like really the reason i said that is it felt like after going through all of them that i had re-listened to 1989 again it felt like kind of the same album but like lacked the originality that 1989 had when it first came out so that got me in a lot of trouble with fans okay. that's that's like a modern fan favorite <laughs> i feel like um mine was i love love oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um mine was uh reputation I don't even okay. know why. I just remember feeling depressed after listening to that album. I couldn't stand it. Yeah. Yeah. Reputation, that one for me, I, um, it, so every time Taylor Swift has released an album, I like listen to it like as soon as possible. Yeah. And that one, I waited, I want to say it was like five or six months before yeah. I let myself listen to it. <laughs> so. I was scared. <laughs> I was like, I had like, the, you know, I had like the 1989 Taylor Swift in my head. And then she's like released this album where it's like dark and, um, you know, in one of the songs, she's like the old Taylor is dead. <laughs> and I was so scared to let myself listen to it because I didn't want to lose my vision of who she was um but then I did and I loved it so I don't know <laughs> okay okay why so I know like we'll kind of skip ahead to this question but like I feel like even critics that I've seen at least usually rate reputation as like one of her lower albums like people didn't love it as much at least from a non-fan perspective and yet I feel like when I talk to fans they always speak so highly of it and like a lot of people I've talked to say it's like the best Taylor Swift album or their favorite and so in your perspective I guess as a fan why do you feel like there's that disconnect or as a fan what makes it stick out to you so something that like I kind of touched on uh just now I guess um I think that honestly a lot of us fans like the album because it was kind of the beginning of her breaking away from this mold that she had already like formed of herself and what everyone in the world thought of her. And I think that it was the first time where she was like, yeah, I'm done conforming to what people want me to do. And so I think that as fans, once we realized that we were like, yeah, that's great. Like, we don't want you to have to you know, be a certain person for us or do a certain thing because that's what we expect you to do. And so I think once you kind of get that perspective, we appreciate the album a little bit more. And I guess maybe critics just wouldn't have that insight. I don't know. Like, I, I just love Taylor Swift. And so really anything that she releases, I'll listen to yeah. and I'll love it. And so... But yeah, reputation for me, it took me a while to kind of just be like, okay, can I, can I like this album? Like, is this okay? 
because I really did have this image of her in my head that, and she kind of was like this like pure um nice girl and she reputation was when she kind of was like okay I'm done with that so for sure I I I guess my my follow-up question to that after hearing your thoughts is do you feel like for fans that the reputation album the enjoyment of it has more to do with like the message it sends and kind of the evolution of her as an artist more so than like specifically how songs sound or do you feel like they both have their merit I don't know I so I love to run and if I'm like gonna listen to Taylor Swift when I run I'll put on reputation because most of the songs are like upbeat and just like I don't know so I honestly don't know how to answer your question like I I think that the album is really fun and I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a fair <laughs> that answer. That wasn't really an answer, honestly. But. No, it, it, it's fair because it definitely like does switch up the style from like slower or like more mellow tracks to like something a lot more upbeat and kind of like hyper instrumental. Like there's a lot more going on. And and so like, I, I do agree with that. Like if you're going to listen to like a Taylor Swift album, exercising or doing something like that, or you want something a lot more energetic yeah. that that I feel like that does make sense so yeah and then I also think like um I know people that are kind of in this I don't know period where they're kind of in a rebellious stage and so like listening to her being a, more of a rebel I guess if you want to use that word it's I don't know fun and it makes you feel kind of like a bad girl when you listen to it, which is always fun. So <laughs> I don't know. For sure. For sure. I, I I do feel like kind of how you've described it as like growing up and growing up with her, like all of us kind of go through that phase in life where we're like a little more rebellious teen kind of person. Right. So I guess as you're like aging through that, if your favorite artist is putting out that album, you're going to relate to it and enjoy it a lot more than us who are like 23 years old and, <laughs> yeah. you know, coming to this album yeah. with like no preconceived notion of it and so yeah that, that makes no, sense totally. and it's like you know I think this was her first album where she swore I'm pretty sure and so you like hear her say the f word and you're like oh my gosh is she <laughs> she do this I just remember being like oh my gosh like this is monumental for her so it's kind of funny for sure. Um, so kind of like talking about, you know, all of these different albums and the era tour, um, do you have a specific favorite era or like what's your favorite album? Okay. So my favorite era is Lover. My favorite color is pink. And I just, I love the, like everything that Lover is like um, symbolizing. I just love it. But my favorite album most recently, it's uh, 1989, Taylor's version, because her vault tracks from that are just, they're incredible. And, but before she re-released 1989, I always had Folklore on. I just think that, I feel like every song on there is, it's like a story. And her lyricism, especially in that album, it reads like poetry. And so 
Folklore is my go-to album and it's the only album that my husband will listen to without getting upset. So <laughs> <laughs> That's that's understandable. Honestly, I have such high respect for 8 1989. I said when we did our episode that Wildest Dreams is my favorite Taylor Swift track and I still listen to it this day. It's I think it's a perfect song. So It's great. Um now to make you like I don't know maybe have to look the other way what would you say if you had to pick one is like your least favorite album or era of hers and why this one isn't hard for me because there's like one that really sticks out and it's evermore and it's funny because it's i feel like very similar style to folklore but i don't know i just like never put it on and I just never really think about it. And none of the songs have, like, from the album have really, like, stuck out to me. Like, there are, like, one or two from the album. But overall, I just, like, never really think about it. So. Fair enough. Fair that's enough. really bad to say as a Swifty. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just am like, oh, like, it's it's fine. It's an yeah. okay album. Yeah, I feel like. I was going to say, I feel like that alienates you from some Taylor Swift fans like that. Those two are like fan favorites of hers. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's hard to say because all albums are beloved by Taylor Swift fans yeah. now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. But I, I will say that because Folklore came out and then Evermore did, right? Correct, yeah. So and, and pretty and, close together too. So. Yeah. So, and I'll say even when we were going through them, it felt like, kind of one long drawn out album and so you kind of get through folklore and you're like this was cool like hearing her tell stories every song and do something more lo-fi and then you like get to evermore and you're like okay this is more of the same but like it doesn't stand out to me yeah. as much as like yeah. hearing folklore for the first time so that's, yeah that's a, that's a fair pick i mean we you know taylor swift fans might be upset at that but we I, we'll back you on yes. that one i i agree you're okay Okay. <laughs> I mean, we said like two of her favorites are our least favorite albums. Yeah. So who are who are we to talk? <laughs> but um, we we wanted to wrap up by saying that despite her being like such a massive artist and having such a loyal following, like she's breaking records every day. I feel like left and right, she has like the best selling tour of all time. Um, she does have like a lot of harsh critics and like. I feel like harsher than we are on her and and like we you know obviously are doing this because we got in trouble with Swifties but um why do you feel like critics are so passionately against her at times and do you feel like any of the criticisms that you hear about her are valid okay so I I think that because the Swifties as a whole we're like very passionate about Taylor Swift like anything like she says it's like do or die like we love her and so I think because of that her critics need to be passionate as well um and I so I don't know you can like have my husband vouch for this I am like not a critical person when it comes to media um am I glitching out or is it still okay you're, you're good Okay. So um, I'm not critical when it comes to media. I will watch a movie and I'll love it. I can listen to music and I love it. 
And so um, I'd say like the biggest thing that I agree with as far as like going, um, like being a critic of something that she does is her carbon footprint. That's like a huge problem for me. I am an animal lover. And so like knowing that, I don't know, did you guys see the, I think it was like, I don't know what you call it, but her footprint or whatever was released for 2023. Did you guys see that at all? I saw the headline. I didn't read like what yeah. specifically the data was though. Yeah. So I can't remember specifically, but it was like a three month period where I think she was like mostly traveling to see Travis Kelsey. And I, I, I'm not, I don't know if this is like, um, accurate, but I think it was, was like along the lines of it was, um, what she did in three months was the equivalent of what four people would do in like a 30 year time frame. Right. And yeah, it was like, I, it was like something crazy. Yeah. And, uh, there's a show on Netflix. It's a documentary. I think it's called life in color with David Attenborough. Anyways, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but, um, the biggest thing right now is that like, you know, climate change, all of that stuff and animals are dying. And so like knowing that, like, I don't know, it's just like really hard for me to like, um, be like pro her just like flying around all over the place whenever she wants when there's the environment to think about I don't know that's like the one thing that I'm like she could be better at but I don't know what are your guys thoughts <laughs> yeah no I did feel like when I read that headline and it was talking about how it was mostly just to like fly from tour locations back to like Kansas City to like see games or see Travis Kelsey I was like that seems like an unnecessary thing. Like it's one thing if you're traveling around doing your world tour and you have like a planned route that's going to minimize all of those kinds of things. But like just the unnecessary travel is is for sure. Um, it, it It's not good. <laughs> yeah, I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. And that's a lot. So I, I looked it up. It was 138. How do you say that word? Tons. Tons? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of crazy. And I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know. I obviously there are a lot of things that like we could do better to better the environment or whatever. But I just thought that that was really interesting because she um, she has like a lot of not like not to get political, but she has a lot of like liberal views. And so I just think that it's interesting that like that's something that she's like choosing not to um, care about. I don't know. For sure. But. Yeah, I do feel like for sure the carbon footprint is is an interesting one. And I, I guess it's hard to ask like a fan of somebody what the like their least favorite quality about them is. Cause like yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I'd be able to do it for like my favorite artists. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a fair criticism. And I feel like something that a lot of people would agree with. Um well, so good. The last, the last kind of question that we got for you is besides Taylor Swift, what kind of other artists are you interested in who you kind of like listen to? Um, I love Harry Styles, but um, not nearly as much as I love Taylor Swift. I also just really love the Lumineers, Hozier or Hosier. 
I never know how to say his name. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who else do I listen to a lot? That's a really good question. Um, I'm pretty sure Kanye was like in my most listened to for 2023, which kind of surprised me. Wow. Um, I know. I'm like, that's really bad. I can't. <laughs> with Taylor Swift. Um, Drama aside between the two of them, though, like, I think he was in both of our top 10. So, I mean, okay. well, we'll, cool. we'll be on that one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, even if you're not a Swifty, like, he's just like very controversial right now. So I'm like, when that came out, I was like, oh, no, this is not. Um. <laughs> who else let's see i really like um frank ocean and, and mac miller um yeah i don't know and that's, then justin bieber i love justin bieber too so i'm just your typical girl i guess i don't know <laughs> honestly i was gonna say that's a pretty diverse yeah. palette from like i don't know when i was working as a resident assistant in university housing a lot uh-huh. of girls were big Swifties and like their music rotation was basically like Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Rodrigo. And that was like the three staples, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not like really a huge Olivia Rodrigo girl. I, I will only listen to her songs that are on TikTok really. So I don't know, but She she has a lot of like, I want to say like pop punk, like grungy edge that like is very different than the mainstream, I feel like. Yeah. And for some people that jives and like, I like some kind of like pop punk style music, but it doesn't do it for me either. We're, you know, we're not big fans. Yeah. Of her, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Those are all the questions that we had for you, though. Do you have anything that you wanted to talk about or like any last digs you want to get in at us before we, we end things here? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that to you guys. But I do have some questions to you. Did you see any like of the era's movie or anything that came out? Did you see any footage from the tour? So I've seen a lot of like clips on the internet from the tour we haven't seen the movie or anything like that and obviously we haven't gone to the tour just because it's really expensive and as a non-fan it's like not not the the move for me but i i think it's like as far as performances go there's a few artists that are able to go above and beyond just like a good concert and i feel like from everything that i've seen hers is very electric and very like energetic and even just listening i don't know if it's her routine that she does or like just like a challenge that you can do but like it's the era's workout where you like sing along the songs at like different paces that they're going and if it's like a faster song you like have to run faster and so there's a lot of like super interesting and cool stuff that's going on with it and so from like an artistry perspective i think it's really impressive what she's doing and really cool yeah <clears throat> um so yeah same thing like we we haven't seen the movie um but with the clips that i've seen you can you can tell how much fun that she's just having and from that aspect i do have a lot of respect she's a great entertainer and a great performer um 
Yeah, like, did, I, you, did you want to ask about the, the witches? No, because I don't. Like I said, I don't know if that's just one of those shows. He was telling me that he thought he thought he saw a clip of like there's some witchcraft witchcraft on. on the stage, like for some folklore thing or something. Yeah. We don't know if that's like a fake clip or if it's real. Yeah, there was like the clip was like I said, I don't know if it's folklore or if it's Evermore, but all oh. hooded figures came onto the stage. Oh yeah doing some witchcraft stuff so <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that was for evermore uh, it kind of yeah me. but yeah they they do they like come out in like hoods and yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know it is kind of funny like in the moment when you're there it's like cool and eerie but then um i went and saw the movie and I was like, oh, like, this is kind of interesting, like, kind of spooky, but yeah, yeah, no witchcraft, at <laughs> least that, like, I witnessed, but yeah, other other than that, like, I've really gotten into concerts, like, that's one of my favorite things to do, and out of, like, the live performances I've seen, that is actually somebody I think would be so cool, just for the whole atmosphere and the vibe, um, because there, there isn't many people that i think would top her at least the the ones that i've seen like it's it's pretty close um but yeah i have a lot of respect for her entertainment side so yeah no it was it was seriously like it was such an amazing experience and yeah it was awesome and it's really a bummer that the um i i don't really know like the um how it all works but like why they have to do the tickets the way that they do i I don't know. It, it that's another thing that kind of bugged me a little bit, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap up here? No, that was it. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We're really glad to like have a heart to heart discussion <laughs> with somebody that like you know isn't just us spouting nonsense, and we can actually like converse with someone who who sees yeah. it. Yeah, well, I mean, if you guys have any other questions, like, feel free to ask me anytime. Um, I'm not like, I wouldn't say, I, I don't know, maybe you need to like fact check everything that I said, like <laughs> the dates and everything. But yeah, I do love Taylor Swift. And um, yeah. Cool. So <laughs> thanks for having me. Thank you again. And we, you know, we call the podcast the casual genius because we pretend like we're really smart and have a lot of facts, but we don't know anything no. either. So. <laughs> you know we're not worried about like the dates or any of that 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 would that would be over my head anyway yeah. so um but thank you again for joining us and i will definitely text you if more questions come up that we have and we'll we'll see what you know what what you have to say about them yeah yeah of course yeah all right Anytime. cool